0: calling all creators welcome to the creator landscape podcast the podcast that connects you with the most successful creators and industry leaders in the business and now please welcome your host jake pearson to the podcast where we explore the creator economy and how you can succeed in it now our guest today is the ceo and creative director of octane design studios boasting 15 years experience with digital marketing and branding they also boast very keen interest in community building and gamified learning. Our guest today is Danielle Meadows How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: I'm really well, thanks, Danielle. I am so excited, and you know it, you can see how excited <laughs> I am to talk with you. Before we get into anything that I have questions lined up. Can you please just give the the audience, our creators, a bit of an introduction into who you are? as a creative director, where that's all sort of stemmed from to lead you to where you are now.
1: Sure. So I'm Danielle. I own a graphic design and branding identity firm uh, based in the heart of the bluegrass. So where the bourbon and the women were free. And I absolutely love the fact that I get to wake up to a team of amazing women across multiple countries um, outside of the U.S. that um, help enable plenty of other small businesses and brands and entrepreneurs just become their loudest, best marketable, playable self, um, every single day when it comes to creating their own products and services and brands. So echoing other people's and amplifying voices is what we do.
0: How do you find is the best way to amplify their voices? What have you been doing that's really getting them to share more about themselves?
1: I think it's meeting them where they are. Um, Mm -hmm. And that comes in multiple different forms, right? It's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of that comes with understanding their customer story, understanding who they are and what their goals are for their business. A lot of times for us as creatives, our set of goals and expectations are much different than the actual client and the customer's expectations. So just kind of understanding that meeting place. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, maybe discovering that unknown patronus um, that we never have discovered yet um, Mm -hmm. or that they've yet to build. So knowing and tapping into those unknown things that we see that technically hasn't been developed yet, that could really help leverage and pump their voice up a little bit further and out there to others. And then, of course, using the advancements of what we know, our skill sets, being able to be... a really cool grounded creative who's able to use different types of elements we refer to ourselves as benders if you will um Mm -hmm. i love the fact that we can take any element of anything and really find a way to amplify um someone's voice who's not been able to have it amplified in a different way before
0: one thing you touched on right at the start before we we kept going was meeting the customer where they're at and getting to know their story and i think that's very important in business being an entrepreneur whatever you do if you're selling a product or if you're just telling good stories as a creator online yes we have expectations as the person who films the content and Mm -hmm. or create puts out the content in whatever medium blogs podcasts youtube videos short form content you name it books we we have this expectation of how we want and who we want to interact with our our stories and then Mm -hmm. you've mentioned getting to understand where the person who's going to interact with your content is at through their stories how important it is is it to understand the stories of the people who are going to interact with you to then shape what you put out
1: oh it's extremely important i mean When we talk about meeting a first-generation entrepreneur versus a third-generation entrepreneur, I myself am a third-generation entrepreneur. So a lot of the stories that I'm able to share not only come from me, they come from my ancestors. They come from my grandparents who were able to just initially start selling products at the backs of other people's homes. When it's More important for us to tell the story from their lens or their point of view versus our own, but then the also cool like intuitive part where the eye of the story ends up being our own focus, right? It ends up being our story. Their story ends up being our story and it becomes this cool like metaverse vision, if you will, um, of how introspection really happens. So when we talk about storytelling, it really is eye of the beholder, but at the same time, it's Understanding that you're driving that story and everything that you do, whether you add or subtract or add, you know, or, um, kind of put in place in a certain way allows the person from the outside looking in to better understand and unfold your story.
0: And and stories are incredibly impactful, whether they're fiction, like, you know, Harry Potter or nonfiction, like your own personal story, you've got professionals who, uh, years and years into their research let's say a psychologist or someone who puts out that kind of content you've got the everyday person who shares their messy life and everything that's going on with it and then you've got you know the other type of creator and person who shares content about how to do x y and z things that they've learned because they're in the trenches and that's just stuff they're doing every day Mm -hmm. everyone can share a story right everyone can tell good stories that engages their audience
1: Oh, yes. I mean, I feel like yes, it's extremely possible. Um, I think in other areas where it's harder for someone to want to share, um, there's a plenty of what we call it, you know, the introverted creative, where Mm -hmm. um, they are more intuitive about themselves, they kind of camera shy, um, maybe Mm -hmm. they're um, not as verbal, you know, there's kind of a a one word person. Yes, no, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a lot of those different types of aspects of creatives across the board. But I think what's interesting and what helps kind of create the story is how vulnerable you want to be. Um, There's a level also of humility that comes with that. Um, I know that there's going to be fumbles and all kinds of little things along the way, but um, that's part of the process. That's how we learn to be better than yesterday. It's how we learn to be better storytellers is using that kind of repetitious pattern.
0: So let's, let's go with an example here. A, a, a creator that posts content daily, they want to get better at storytelling, but they also don't understand how important telling stories is to keep retention and engage people for their content. They're always hearing, just tell stories, just tell stories, just tell better stories. What does that mean and why, why is storytelling actually important to weave into all of your content?
1: I think the magic word here is authenticity, right? Um, So we really come to understand another person's story because it's relatable to us. Mm -hmm. We find there's a truth in it, in in their words, that we also find in our own words. And sometimes that comes in our daily actions as well. And I think what has become so much of a um, top tier Um, quality or incentive in a creative now is being able to be relatable so that another person can say, yeah, I relate to that. I'm going to follow your train. Um, um, I think it's really important now as creatives that we have to start sharing more of our authentic story so that more people can understand and relate to the community um, that is a creative. And again, that's a very wide umbrella because creatives do all different sorts of things. Um, and for different types of reasons and purposes. Um, but I think it's really important that we hone in on the things that connect us more than divide us. And even so, when we t- talk about the things that do divide us, it still forms a shape of a story that allows us to still connect and better reflect and understand each other.
0: And, it, and it's so funny. I I've, I've see a lot of creators, let's just go with TikTok as an example, mm-hmm. where I, I, I've stumbled across a creator that I've never met before and I watched their video and I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, I kind of feel like I've just learned a big history about what their their whole channel is about without even having to watch more than a video. I go into their comment section and people, and as an example, there was a a, a woman with an emu and the emu was sitting in her lap. And then I read the comments and everybody was like, oh, it's so touching to see that the emu that you, you nursed when it was sick, that basically repulsed you and didn't want anything to do with you is now um getting affection from you and sitting in your lap and i was like from there that there's a story there and i all i watched was one video one mm-hmm. video and i already understand that there's this big up and down of relationship that's come to a nice sort of happier ending at at the the climax of that video i was like that and then all these people were invested in that so right. like, there were Thousands of comments, and I was like, This is just someone's telling a really good story here, and people are tuned in to see it. And I think that is where the attention is at with mm-hmm. creators telling you know, authentic short form, long form stories. I
1: completely agree, and I also want to add to that by saying, When we talk about storytelling, storytelling doesn't have to be this long narrative, right? Mm. Um, look at TikTok, TikTok is in a wonderful example of short storytelling. And also, can we say nonverbal storytelling, which I think is super even more important right now yeah for sure That's becoming another trending area that I think creators definitely should pay attention to
0: yeah, and i I really agree like I've seen really engaging videos with maybe just shots of someone's everyday life, and there's not there's just a little bit of music, it's just like a life lately post, and you can really feel by the the tone the pacing of the music, the pacing the color of the images or the videos what what is happening in that person 's life, the way they are representing that so that that 's mm-hmm. a really big driver and they 're telling really incredible stories. You can just feel what 's going on without even having to say a word yep, completely agree so how could someone like let 's say we 've got new creators and they 've been hearing yeah, I need to tell better stories because I want to be more authentic and I want to build a brand. How do they even start to be a better storyteller if they don't feel like they're a good communicator or they're very sort of camera shy they don't know how to talk they they feel like they have to be someone else to, to to talk to the camera how can they show up as themselves and just start to tell really great authentic stories
1: to be honest i call it like a little bit of what gary v has been doing the whole like you know kick kick punch or punch punch kick or whatever. um very similar to that kind of style i need you to slide like a fake little camera in the right hand corner and pretend that it doesn't exist and just keep on going and um i for me personally i've had to stand in front of mirrors and you know say the things that i need to say or if i need to Just have a casual conversation with myself in a camera, knowing that it's not recording, but knowing that I'm in front of a camera. That kind of helps me better understand my presence, my tone, um, the things that I may or may not want to say, all the giggles, uh, maybe get all the swear words out in the first like five minutes and then come back in and regroup right? Um, no, there's no right or wrong way to go about it. It really is what's most comfortable and unique to you so that you can get what you need to say out most. Um, a lot of people do. I see so many different f- so many different ways to go about this. Um, uh, there's one particular method that I've seen um, where you literally just kind of word vomit, you know, for three or five minutes at a time. You're just going on and on talking about nothing. But, for you, it's at least getting all the major thoughts out. So when you're ready to actually talk about something, maybe that you want to say, um, it comes out more uniquely and more even tone and not kind of robotic or, you know, feeling like you have to watch everything that you say. Um, for me, it was a uh, body language and body tone. Um, sometimes I love, I'm a sloucher. Um, so I love to kind of like sit here and just kind of talk and lean back. But over time, I started realizing that I wanted to sit up. I wanted to kind of lean forward a little bit more. Um, I was okay with having my voice being heard in a high decibel or a low decibel. Um, I love the fact that I was able to be more comfortable in my skin. And that allows me also to just be very open and talking. So it really just kind of depends on the type of person that you are, um, but also find ways where you can challenge yourself to do better. So regardless of what spectrum of creative that you are, Um, finding ways to level up every time. Maybe next week you're going to talk about three specific topics that you feel like are a little bit uncomfortable to you, but you want to start with maybe a three-minute conversation just getting it out, out of the way. Um, I think baby steps is ways that we can level up and kind of learn how to um, escalate ourselves up to a little bit of a better mode to to tell stories a little bit better.
0: With, uh, With regards to sort of... You know, we talked about important aspects and I think the important aspects of what you find unique to you as well because there's no right or wrong. Like in marketing, I'm sure there's like, oh yes, problem, solution, benefit. Like you can have a, a, a hook and a specific structure to a video that's going to get you the most conversions. But also, is that something we need to really pay attention to? Like have an underlying structure to how we deliver the story to create the most intention? Or are you saying that that, wild, uh, off-the-cuff, just fully authentic and transparent story is doing really well with creatives these days as well without the structure.
1: I think we can honestly say it's a blend of both because yeah. what we're seeing is creatives thriving really well with a hook. We're seeing influencers do really well with thriving off of a quick um, a quick bit or a story or a factoid to kind of kick off the conversation that is important. I feel like it is important to grab attention. But I also think what's more important than just grabbing the attention is retaining the attention. So whether that's a level of authentic truth that you're sharing, or maybe it's just um, some, again, some basic information around whatever it is that you're sharing in regards to your story, that's super important. Not only is it important to get that attention, but retaining that information, retaining their attention Retaining the information that you want to share to them most importantly is really the top, top tier. So however you do that, if that's going off the cuff for a moment or two, that's okay. Um, I hope it makes the blooper reel. I hope it makes the top five seconds. Um, But maybe it is specifically talking directly to your audience for those first five seconds. Um, Maybe saying something so off dar that it's like, what did he just say? Rewind, do it again. Um, All those little things help add up to the retention of building a good story.
0: Yeah, and I think really knowing your audience, like you said, you know what you want out of your content, but what do they want from your content and why, why should people engage with you? And I think if you're very clear on who you want to engage with, and then you get to know their problems. What's let's say your ideal watcher for your TikTok content. You understand their pain points. Why would they watch your content? What pain points do they have in their day-to-day life? What are their frustrations? How do they end certain sentences? Like if only I could just find the solution to my anxiety or uh, my confidence. Like if only I could be happier. When you start to understand what, the, what it is they're really going through as a person, as a human behind the screen. And you can sort of weave that into your storytelling if that's a part of what you're trying to say anyway mm-hmm. when you can hone in and blend the 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 what the the watcher or the ideal listener or client or whoever it is you're trying to attract into your storytelling and touch on those things too you're going to increase like things like retention so if i was right now i'm speaking to creators and i know their frustration is they want potentially more views they mm-hmm. want to engage, they want to build a brand they want to get more followers they want people to care about their content. well, just understand what it is that people want to hear what 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 are they what are their frustrations what are their pain points and and then then I start we start to talk about those and in, in that way that builds retention and then mm-hmm. that builds more watch time that builds more Yeah, pushes out to more people and then you know so that that that's a big aspect of. I think storytelling, just from my opinion and my perspective of what I've learned from a, trying to figure this out myself as well, like tell good stories, be relatable and understand what what the, the problem is on the, the watchers side of things as well in their day-to-day life.
1: Absolutely, actually, add a little bit of tidbit to that. We mm-hmm. call this a PRT. We tell, tell people to give it process, give it a relationship, and give it time. Those are the things that we really encourage people to kind of um, test out those variables first, and then, based upon those results, pivot and do it again.
0: Yeah, storytelling is like it's so important to building trust, and I've seen so many content creators have just go, "How to do this?" how do that, how to solve uh, this problem. And that is a form of storytelling mm-hmm. in a way. And I think I've seen the most success with creators who are doing really well is they've got this loyal, loyal following, this community that absolutely just trusts them and can relate to them really well because they think this person is saying everything that I need to hear and I trust them because they're. I can just feel the authenticity Mm -hmm. through their body language, their tone, the way they speak about the problems. They They really get me. It's really important, isn't it, to building that trust with your community?
1: I completely agree it is. It's really important for me to not only say things, but say things that have um, uh, resonate with people, right? And I think that's really important as a creator. There are a ton of things that we could say um, that are very different, right? From different backgrounds, but there's a lot of things that unify us as creators. And I think it's very interesting that over time we're seeing some of those same things kind of overlap, whether it's books or being a, being a podcaster or being a content creator. There's a lot of things that keep us unified in that kind of same Um, wheelhouse, if you will, the the hunger, the thirst to keep uh, creating more content or keep doing the things that drive us. And when we talk about, you know, the building that trust and having that relationship, it's because we do feel like in a lot of ways, we see ourselves, we see a situation that's similar to ours. And when we have that connection, that allows us to be more transparent and actually opens up a couple of different areas of our brain, um, to be really honest. And allows us to say, you know what, I can trust this person because I've had this or have experienced this. We also talk about the math, right? Let's talk about the psychological math, um, the seven point connection, right? We talk about that quite a bit in marketing. If you're touching base with someone, at least seven touch points. Um, across the board, they automatically feel a little bit more trusting of you, regardless of what you say. Um, Speaking of which, you know, if I come across seven points of any of y'all out there, uh, be sure (laughs) Um, you can trust me. Um, So I kind of tell people all the time, like, when we talk about these seven touch points and what that looks like, the psychological mind frame is, okay, I've seen this person, heard this person so many times that I now feel Interested enough that if he asks me something, or if they ask me something a little bit more interpersonal, I can respond. I can connect. I can um, allow them in. And so this is something that a lot of marketers have been working on for some time now is how do I create those touch points for myself, how to create those touch points in story so that it's easier for someone to feel connected to me when I speak or when I share information or videos, things along those lines. And then, of course, how can I create that magic combination for my clients? So not only does that work on a business-to-business end, but it also works on that consumer-to-business end.
0: What would be some good touch points in a story to sort of have? Because I know like we've talked about language, tonality, like do we, do, we, do we mention key words, key phrases, key problems? How do we bring the seven touch points of marketing into a story that we're telling to someone about like a personal story? I'm on my phone, I'm telling a story. I want to engage as many people as possible about something that I want to share to them. How do I weave in some touch points within the story so that they gain more trust as they watch through to the end. Is there anything you can share?
1: Um, Yes. I love personal life stories and making them as practical as possible. You know how many stories start on YouTube right now with, I went to the park or I went to the grocery store or I went for a walk. um, And that's because, the practicality of all those things happening for any given person in the world is Mm -hmm. like what, like at least 85%. Everybody mostly does all of these types of activities. And so it becomes relatable again on that, on that notion um, just by making something everyday accessible to someone. The Mm. other touch point that I kind of want to bring up in, in this kind of fashion also is the action of, and the action of uh, the action of doing and the action of not doing. Um, So a lot of stories come to a point where you make a choice. You make an action, you choose to do something or you choose not to do something, or you choose not to make an action and to every, you know, choice is an equal and opposite reaction or choice. And I think that's also something that's very relatable to many of us. It speaks our love language. And I think that is really important as a creative. When we're hardwired and someone is telling us, I did this and then this happened. And then, oh, I didn't do this and this happened. Um, We are more inept, I feel like, to pay attention and learn very quickly from the steps that they did or did not make. And so that also kind of tells us intuitively um, that we can get, we can kind of get into their story a little bit more because, again, it is relatable to us. So those are just kind of some basic things.
0: I know that half the time now I get captivated. Let's say I'm scrolling TikTok, Facebook reels or Instagram reels. And, you know, I might watch some funny dog videos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as an example, there could be a story there of a, a dog that hasn't seen their owner in three months. And you want to see how they react, right? right. So it's about like the storytelling of how you see a reaction to a certain event as well. Mm-hmm. You can weave in. People want to see how you reacted your tonality your body language they want to see that emotion mm-hmm. on your face and i think some of the most powerful stories are those with the obvious emotion like the body language the quivering of the voice or that excitement or the pure joy people love that emotion and i mm-hmm. i i see a lot of and you might see this too a lot of people with their children and they share funny funny or happy moments and they're, they're proud moments and i don't have kids i don't really have a desire to to go down that path in my life at at this point but i still watch these videos oh yeah and i watch them all the way through because i i i understand the feeling that they're feeling i can relate to that that pure joy or pure bliss or pure excitement or sadness mm-hmm. but i i just watch these videos and like this emotion is so empowering and relatable and i love it and i love connect i can connect to them through that emotion that is being displayed and so just you know finding ways to convey your emotion about whatever it is you're talking about the story that you're talking about through your story is so powerful i would think in short form content or any content
1: yeah i was gonna say any content um we talk about the hero's journey all the time right i feel like that's the most iconic way that people talk about storytelling all the time and so who is the hero it better not be us it better be be them it better be somebody else Um, we always talk about us being in the back seat us being the guide not the hero in the story and i think Mm -hmm. that also helps again contribute to good storytelling is who is the guide and do we want more of the guide right if the guide is is showing us all these uh potential options um choices um realms if you will Um, I'm a huge gamer, so I'm all about playing in different realms. Uh, I love Mm -hmm. a good RPG game any time of day. Um, So I just love the fact that um, storytelling allows other people to take the front wheel without us ever having to take control.
0: You mentioned Mm -hmm. the hero's journey. Now, this is something I'm familiar with myself, but for, for creators who are now looking for some actionable steps, what is the hero's journey, and could that be a good place for someone to start when formulating a story if they need a bit more structure because they're not a kind of off-the-cuff person
1: yes um short answer yes okay. here's journey is uh definitely a great way to start to formulate your story um when i actually took philosophy way back in the day i'm not going to mm. tell my age um when we actually took philosophy for the first time this is actually a part of that process in learning story and understanding how Um, Things become a relatable thought um, into what is what we call, again, a good story. So I absolutely love the fact that um, we even talk about this a little bit more detail um, over on my podcast. Actually, we just talked about this, um, the hero's journey and what how that significantly significantly has helped marketing over time, specifically branding. So um, and I kind of give a great example. Nike. Let's just take that head on. Look how well we've been able to take the hero's journey in and around um, athleticism, how we're able to take the icon, Michael Jordan, how we're able to take the icon Shaquille O'Neal and Deion Sanders and some of these big wigs that are, you know, a part of the Nike brand. Um, Colin, I mean, all of them, they're all in there. But what makes that personal brand a part of Nike's story is the way they've been able to track the hero's journey and the way they've been able to use visual branding to translate their hardship to the things they struggled with to the answers that they thought the guide that got them to where they needed to go to life is life is as it is now um so i really feel like the hero's journey is a great stepping stool for someone who's unaware of how to put storytelling together and wielding those elements and creating something magical
0: And what was the uh, the name of your podcast and the episode number roughly that you you did so that others can go and listen to that as well?
1: Sure, I want to say it was uh, ooh, uh, it's more than graphics podcast, and it was actually our eleventh eleventh episode. It was on vitality. Ooh, how to think about it?
0: Vitality. So if you wanna go and hear more about the, the hero's journey and get into depth with that as a creator and how that can apply to you, go and check that out. One thing I was just thinking of there is storytelling isn't just something that's new. It's a time it's always timeless, right? Mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. Since existence of uh, us as a species, I guess, stories have been told even before we could communicate with words, I mean, like uh, art on walls, drawing in the sand. yes. Storytelling is is not something that is very new. It is something that has always captured attention for as long as any anyone can remember. Uh, right. What what's the first story that you ever can kind of remember from your childhood?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's one I actually passed down to my kids because I'm a mom. Okay. So um, it actually is a story um called um oh my gosh the it's kind of like the, the the Billy Goat's Gruff, but it's called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Yep, and it's really really cute. It's a simple story about going through the woods, um, and kind of making up a song or a story about finding a bear and searching for a bear, and then eventually they actually accidentally stumble across an actual bear cave where an actual bear was. But the point of the story was, in in certain areas, they could not just go. Th- go over things and they couldn't go under things they had to go through things and so that was always our focus and center point as a strategy of life is that we can't go over things sometimes we can't go under things we have to go through them and so I love that story as a kid when my mom used to tell me that story I didn't understand the words entirely of going through things but I loved all the sounds and the um, all the extra uh, vowels and letters and things that went along with the story as a Kid. So now, as a parent passing that down to my kids, it's very much a oh no, I need you to understand me. (laughs) Like, you have to go through things sometimes, and you can't go over them and you can't go under them.
0: I cannot really recall many stories that I was told as a child from my parents, but there is a story that this uh, CRT like substitute teacher came in to school and he told this story about these wild boars that came through the bush uh, here in Australia and they ate this family, right? (laughs) Brutal, but it scared the living daylight out of me. There were no wild boars in my area and I used to walk through the bush to school every day and I avoided that path for months and months and months and that story influenced my uh, perception and my decision to take a different route. And that, that's just a, until I sort of realized, hey, it's actually, a, it's not too bad. Have my wits about me if anything ever does happen. And then I was getting to school fine. Never ran into a wild boar, by the oh, way. Oh, my. Thank, thank goodness. Um, because <laughs> that would have scared the hell out of me and then I probably never would walk through the bush ever again. Right. But that that story, that that is one that I can remember from probably my youngest age and that had a significant impact on mm-hmm. some of my decisions. And that's at the heart of it what storytelling is. It's, in, you know, it made me feel something. I felt an emotion. I felt terrified. I felt scared. You can also convey stories and make people feel uplifted, empowered, brave, strong, courageous. Weave that into your content, however you will, but that is the power of storytelling. It always will leave. It will resonate with someone in a positive negative light, but that storytelling is it. That's what it is. It, it leaves an impact. I completely agree. So where do you see this storytelling having a role in content creation, marketing going forward? How more important than ever is it going to be? Does it evolve? Like, are you seeing storytelling evolve and how is it evolving?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I could tell. Yes. Okay. So short answer, yes. And I'll tell you why. I actually, today, um, we were, it's the holiday season here. So um, we started streaming some old school Rankin and Bass. Um, holiday classics. These are 2D claymation cartoons, if you don't mm-hmm. know these classics. And as we're watching them in between um, on a YouTube stream, it actually shows these 80 commercials, 80s commercials, okay? 80s old school. It has to be early, late 70s, early 80s. This is that era. And as we're seeing these kind of holiday commercials unravel for our kids who are watching these commercials, like in now, because they're like, commercials, what commercials? We skip everything. Everything's. Skippable mom. Um, but you couldn't skip these. So it was really cool to be able to share with them um these couple ads. So one of them was an old school Jeep um ad. And I mean, it was old school. I mean, like, I was ready for like Sarah Fawcett or somebody to come out of one of these cars. It was old. Um, so it was really cool to see this aspect of storytelling, even in the early 70s and early late 70s, early eighties, where they had the concept of Driving, driving a Jeep Wrangler, um, in the snow. Um, this could be you, <laughs> in the snow, um, driving the Jeep Wrangler. And Santa Claus is kind of, you know, doing his own thing in the Wrangler. He's driving the iconic Jeep, and everyone else is kind of driving driving similar models of Jeep. And all of a sudden, it just kind of cuts to. You know, you want a Jeep for the holidays, like that sort of feel. The way that we've been able to evolve the Jeep story, or evolve the story of just focusing on certain type of visuals, to now being able to use sound, right? Like that's the number one way to um, tell a horror story. If we talk about trailers and what's popular in movies right now, we no longer focus on visuals anymore. It's, it's the breath. It's the bell. It's, you know, some other ding or chime or something along those lines that audibly get our attention first before we're visually transformed to something else. This is a huge part of storytelling because all the aspects, all the feels of storytelling is not just a visual aspect, but it's all the other realms. It's all the other senses that have to be involved. And so we've evolved a lot from the seventies and eighties of just showing Jeeps in the snow and Santa Claus to um, now being able to be audibly brought in to an experience from head to toe in 2023. So I do feel like the next stage of involvement um, really will be more of a full immersive um, storytelling. And that again comes to not only visually, but hearing touching feeling i'm ready for this next phase like experimental marketing is already in that phase they're already pulling that in but i'd love to find more of those things like on a regular basis in our normal advertising
0: i think it will the landscape is changing incredibly fast day by day by day minute probably Mm -hmm. something is changing right now and that it's going to set the precedent for the next few months or whatever (laughs) but the landscape is always changing but storytelling will always remain an important part of what any brand, any creator, any business owner ever does. If you can tell good stories, you can captivate attention, mm-hmm. you, have, uh, you have an audience to do what you want with.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I completely agree.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Danielle, this has been a really fun conversation around storytelling and how that pertains to building trust, community with your brand. And I just want to say thank you so much to yourself, but also thank you to the creators. And I just want to let you know that we appreciate you for listening to this podcast. And I hope we, we've provided you some amazing value on how you can tell better stories within your content. And I'll just show, share with you how important storytelling has been for, for our lives and our perspectives and hopefully help you cultivate better stories with whatever your endeavor is going forward as a creator. So thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you to the creators who listening to the show. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to The Creator Landscape, the podcast by Creatorland. Don't forget to join Creatorland today and connect with like-minded professionals and creators in the creator economy.